I'm not saying we're better than everybody, but we know what's right and what's wrong. We have a podcast. Point on everything is canon. Yep. Everything we say you believe. Every single thing. Don't question us. All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to our one, two, three, mini sode. And today is a very, very special mini sode to me, near and dear to my heart. You guys were able to sit through the absolute bludgeoning of me from David and Dalton last week. About this damn podcast episode. And all the golden nuggets. And all the golden nuggets of my insurance terminology that came out. It's it's a monumental occasion because the boys listen to it. And so have some of you. I've been getting some texts. People have been wanting to listen to it. So let's start with, before we dive into topics, let's start with this. Was it everything that I promised? Why don't you tell tell us the name of the episode first? Um... I don't have my phone on me. It's something like uh, success requires no apologies and failure, failure requires no alibi. Failure yep. permits no permits alibi. No alibi. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. That was uh, honestly I'll I'll, uh, I'll give it to Matthew. It was it was very moving and very inspirational to me. And I think it it kind of made me think thoughts that I haven't thought yet and make me kind of a lot of the things he was saying is kind of where I was at, like mentally and what I've been thinking about a lot. So I was able to kind of connect to it a lot more. So I would say, you know, 10 out of 10 on the podcast. But Homeboy, you know, I, I now understand why Mitchell was like, this guy's just selling his stuff. Because he, he really went for it with all the ads and stuff. It just didn't it didn't connect well. And I just was like, dude, just either put it all at the beginning or all at the end. Like, don't sprinkle it in there. So that was that that was kind of annoying because I was like I just want to hear what he has to say and I got to go through a ten minute video a ten minute thing ad of him talking about PayPal and I'm like I don't <laughs> give a fuck about your PayPal dog I just want to hear what you have to say you know you can like fifteen second forward those things yeah no I did oh, okay I just didn't want to yeah I would I would put it on that same like it was half what I expected from from you and then half also. Uh, half like surprised that it so con- that it hit you so hard. Yeah, from it, it. I think just because there was a lot of points, there was a lot of options for disconnect. So for you to have stuck through and stayed as passionate, because he got super passionate, but there were a, a bunch of times where you could be like, "I'm over it. I'm yeah. over it." Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't feel that, but like. We'll get more into it, but that's the half. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for listening. Well, you're welcome. It means, it means a lot to me. I, I never send people things. And I've been sending everybody this. And I want to preface with a lot of people have not enjoyed this. Natalie told me she couldn't get through it. Mitchell said a bunch of empty words. Uh, empty words. And, no good. And it was just like, like a lot. It just doesn't hit for a lot of people. But And, and this, is, this is where I've cut the conclusion that I've come to. I'm a, I'm a coach. I coach a lot of people every day, right? And I will sit there and I will teach somebody how to do something. And I will tell them, you got to do A, B, C, right? 
You got to do A, then you got to do B, then you got to do C. I will tell them the same thing. I'm giving them the answers to their problems. And they're trying, and they're, they're giving it an effort, right? Somebody else comes along, and the temperature's right. Maybe it's the tone of their voice, or it's the way that they, it's just the way that they say it. They go, you know what? No. Do A, B, C. And they fucking get it. And as a coach, I don't care. I'm just happy that you got it. And my whole point of that is like, I think that there's a lot of ways that people can relay the same message. But if you're not in a place to receive it, it's not going to make that big of an impact on you, right? A couple years ago, this I probably would have listened to it and disconnected or been bored. But I think just at the, the place that I've been at recently and like the person that I am, it just like spoke volumes to me and helped me kind of like restructure my mindset as mm-hmm. far as like where it is that this can help. So the first thing that comes to mind is like, um, you know, he he starts out talking about, you know, success requires the, the title of the episode, success requires no apologies and uh, failure requires permits no alibis, right? Not his quote. Not his quote. He got it from a book. Yes. Uh, Think and Grow Rich, I yes. believe. This is from titles from Think and Grow Rich. Great book, by the way. It's a real quick listen if you guys haven't listened to it. Super good. Um, but but the idea of that is is like you'll you'll hear people and I do this too, where like you start to be sorry that you're doing well. And it's because it's so easy for so many people to, to you, you kind of wear your pain as a badge of honor in some degree. Right. And then it's like, if things are going well, then, um, then, then something's not right. You feel weird. You feel out of place for it. Or people punch up, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I experienced this a lot when I was like, you know, like, going to Biola. It was kind of like, I felt that if there wasn't some turmoil in my life, that God wasn't working in my life. And it was kind of like, if I was okay, then God wasn't working on me. And that's like the the biggest, you know, fear at that time. And it's kind of the same thing where it's like, no, like things are going well, like that's okay. Like you don't need to apologize for succeeding. Right. And then also too, if you're going to be on that side of the coin at the same time, it's going to be like, but if you fail, own your shit. You know what I mean? Like you don't get to you don't like it just happened. It, there's no excuses. It's on you because in this context, it's like you you focus on you, right? Even if there's a lot of other circumstances that are out of your control, whatever you can control, like that's on you. And like today, today, literally the day we're recording this has probably been the worst work day I have ever had since I've been here, right? And I really believe I've just keep thinking about the part of the podcast where he's talking about the trials that you go through create the other version of yourself, right? He talks about how the things that we go through mold us and craft us, you know, into being, becoming that version. And like, I love the person I am. And I'm like, man, like I think about the shit that you and I went through back, you know, in like early 2000, what, 16 to whatever, like, you know, like we, we wouldn't have been this close. Nope. You know, I, I, the, the version of you that I is sitting here before me, would not be here if you haven't gone through as as, as much as you did throughout those years, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I'm in a strange way, I'm grateful for that because, like, I love you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I'm excited to know this version of you. Same thing with you, too. Like, you know, we've you and I have gone through a lot, you know, in the past, like, six, seven years. 
and I love the person that you are today. And it's like, I wouldn't get to know this version of you. Not saying I wouldn't love the other version of you, but like I get to know this version of you. You know what I mean? And I think the way that he puts that makes me not excited. But like today I kept telling myself like, I'm earning my stripes today. Like I'm, I'm, this is what it's about. Backs against the wall. Everything's going wrong. Okay. Next version of me. Let's see what you're made of. Like this is, this is what's going to get you there. And it gives you a different, a more, a uh, bright outlook on this situation. You know what I mean? Did you guys, what did you think about that part? Um, I, I, I really like that idea of it because I think in my past two years, I had a lot of, um, a lot of changes in my life that I've done for myself that have improved my lifestyle and improved the way I've, I've thought and how I take on, you know, roles in life and kind of vibe out. I think I've really kind of connected to who I want to be. And I kind of found that person in a weird way. You know, I think everyone needs that change, but everyone's scared of change. And if you have the, the, the opportunity or you're forced to do it, you know, you're better for it. And I think, I was able to connect with that a lot too because I was like, so much has happened and I feel like I'm finally at a place where, you know, I'm Dalton. I'm happy with who I am. I love myself, you know, and, and I'm fucking awesome, you know, but it takes you a while to get there, you know, and if you don't have the right, sometimes the right situation, you're never going to see that side of yourself. If you're, if you're kept going by the book, if you're kept going, staying in the box, like you're not going to, you're not going to see who you could be. Because you could be anyone you want to be, but you're the only one stopping yourself. And that's all that really told me is like, don't be scared to just go for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's always nice to hear someone else say it too. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, it, it kind of like, you're like, I'm not crazy. Like I'm not, I'm not yeah. the only person out there that's fucking thinking. This yeah. Thing. That's the best feeling. You know, what did, what did you think? Anything about those? Well, two you went, a, you parts? went through a couple different aspects, a couple different points from his episode. So I'll just focus on the, kind of the, the main one that you ended at, which mm-hmm. was, and he, he did this a, a couple of times, which is why I think someone could say like, oh, it was empty words, empty words. It's because he literally spoke in nuggets. And so yeah. if all you're hearing is the nuggets, you could just be like, it's just words. It's not, you know, where's the argument behind it? He did give arguments behind it. He did, you know, but yeah. the, this was one of the ones he said like three times. He speaks like a book, which yeah. makes sense that he's got the book coming out. But he said the extent of what you have to overcome is a degree of who that is other self is Mm. that other self being your new self yeah and i i i took that as a positive way to look at the the struggles in your life and the conflicts that are coming in your life um and almost kind of like oh you guys didn't see this mitch is the one that saw it uh in the movie everything everywhere all at once which is one of the big ones that's out right now it's just in that you know you're following this one this the 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 woman and she's in this timeline essentially that they they get to at one point and they're like you are at the you are the worst version of you because which also makes you the best version of you Mm -hmm. because you have tried to do so many things and you failed at all of them and in all of those that means there's one universe for every single thing that you tried where you succeeded and that's all you were then in this one you have the potential to be 
anything because you've gone through all these routes and um and that kind of is just like the visual kind of representation that i see when i read something like that where it's like you know like Dalton's saying too, if you don't really have to deal with anything, you're gonna kind of stay stagnant. I'm now, granted, if that's the kind of person you want to stay with, then that's fine. But you know, every every struggle, every every problem at work, every change that you go through in your life or relationships or whatever, it's you're going to come out changed, regardless of what that means. Yeah, and the level of the that situation is going to change your perspective and that's just the way it's going to be but there's always a way for it to be a better version of yourself and it has to be because you have to learn from whatever happened yeah and like i i think i i think i'm about to jump way forward in in the episode which is well this was this was like almost you know two-thirds of the episode when he got when he finally builds off from that that quote well i think and it might not even be the episode. I think I've just was talking to Ruben or somebody and it's like at some point in time, we're going to be 60 years old. God forbidding, right? God willing. And we, we make it that far. We're going to show up there. So it's like when people say, Oh, like is this going to take such a long time? I'm like, yeah, but like you're, you're going to be fucking, you're going to be 30 anyways. Like you're going to get there. Can't avoid the number, man. You know, like, like you're going to arrive at that point in time that whatever it is that you want to accomplish can be done. So why not just start now? Even if it's just like, you know, in another like motto, not necessarily in this episode, but something that I've been doing is like something is better than nothing, you know, because I'm somebody where I tend to live in the extremes where it's like, oh, I, I want to do this, but because I can't go compete at the highest level, you know what? I'm just not going to do it. Or I want to take Monique to go do this, but because I can't buy the VIP pass, I can't get her front row seats, I can't let her meet everybody afterwards, you know what, I'm just not going to do it. And what that's doing is not only is it robbing me from the opportunity to experience that, it's like also robbing Monique from the opportunity to go and experience that with me as well. Mm-hmm. You know, while I may desire to do those things, it might be just also like I make I can't do the VIP section, but like general admission can totally do. And you know what? Like I tend to find myself in some crazy situations. I could probably end up backstage somehow, some way, you know. And so it's like being able to do something instead of nothing as opposed to the the two extremes that I tend to live in, you know. And it's like the same idea of like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's going to be such a long time, like. I want to be a chiropractor, but it's going to be an extra like, you know, four or five years of school. Well, you're going to end up right now. I'm 28. What's five years from now? 33. Like I'm going to be 33 anyways. You know, are you going to do something drastically different than if that's what your dream is? Are you going to be doing something so different that like you can't also do that? You know, like you're going to show up, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that was something for me that was kind of like, that, that was the golden nugget. I think that really just like sat with me. That was like, you're going to get there. What are you going to do today to make sure that that version of yourself is exactly who you want to be? And I think he gives like a breakdown of it or yeah, something. Yeah, no, no, no. That was, I mean, that was, breakdown meaning like the six uh, fears? That, and then I uh, I might be skipping too far ahead, but uh, that, and then he talks about, yeah, like the hero, right? People yeah, show this, up in Yeah, like in this is ways. your story. Yeah. How are you going to tell it? Well, that's kind of also, uh, also, I have a note that just says, does it serve you to believe that? Which was like, again, a perspective thing of like the story you tell is, are you the hero? Are you the victim? You know, everyone is this, the, the hero of their story. 
but it's like what kind or the main character they're the main character of their own story but what kind of character are you and so when things aren't going bad you frame it as like you being the victim and he's like does it serve you to believe that you are the victim does it serve you or is it beneficial for you to be to be saying that you know things are against you creating those alibis that are permitting all of the failures in your life instead of choosing to be the hero and then tell your story that way which then reframes it and gives you you know um he's that that was what it was because it was like just change your instead of thinking about a problem and being like damn this thing is really standing in my way it's or or fuck how did he say it he said what's a thought that was that was oh, that was one yeah. where he was like what's a thought it's asking yourself a question and then solving it and so he was like change the that, question that you're asking that was fucking yeah. good that was good and he was like change the question you're asking don't ask like oh man the, how is this going to wreck me further or whatever? It's like, you know, the question should be, how am I going to, how am I going to solve? What tactic will I use to solve this problem? You know, yeah. what will I, what will it look like when I, you know, how's this story, how's this story going to sound when I solve it, you know, later rather than make it, make it something past tense, make it something that you've already done to get that confidence. Yeah. It's It's just like the concept of like speaking to yourself positively. You know, like we all are so hard on ourselves all the time. And that moment where we can think about one, what you're thinking about, which is surprisingly hard to do um, and acknowledge that you're thinking of yourself in this way. How do I change it? How can I how can I change my words? You know what I mean? And words are so important. Like we're told a lot of meaning to us. So if Six we get and stones will break bones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a deep truth. You know, there's a lot of things that. I think oh, people take for granted. Six and stones will break your bones, but words will also, also hurt you. Bones. Words always yeah, hurt. That one. So I think for us, we have to kind of acknowledge our thoughts for what they are, but don't believe everything we think. We kind of have to take time to change it around. And it seems like a lot of work, and sometimes it is. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that I had to change about my my life. I think the best the best thing that I ever did was change, oh, I have to go to work to oh i have to go play Mm. it's very simple it's not much of a this doesn't seem like much of a change but if you say it every day before you go to work i'm gonna go play your your concept and idea of what work is changes into a, a game because look you're gonna work we're all gonna work for the rest of our lives but it doesn't define who we are yeah and people sometimes can take work so seriously that they 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 define themselves as just a, a busy working individual. Yeah. Which it, it may feel good in the moment, but you're looking for that hit of dopamine because you you're successful. You did something. You did something. But you don't always need to do something to feel and love yourself. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's kind of interesting that I was like because I've always had that mindset for just talking to myself nicely. But it gave me a different view on how I can use it to improve myself in a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've always done it just for me, but I've never done it to like change how I pursue something. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, I and I know that like speaking about, you know, how we speak to ourselves and words have power. It sounds like really like woo woo and out there. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know stare at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you love words are spells man spelling bro i honestly like it's it's crazy because like think about it this and i thought about it in this context i've been i've been thinking about this all probably the past like week if you 
And I thought about this because of the show Ozark. Monique and I are watching it right now. And there's a character that I love in there. Her name's Ruth, right? That's the daughter. The daughter, yeah. She's fucking badass. And, um, or no, not, not, the, not the main character's daughter. She's like, uh, they, they meet. And she kind of becomes their, their right-hand man. Oh, okay. Um, and there's been a, a couple conversations that stood out to me where basically, you know, they asked her, like, why don't you can go do this? Like, you're so smart and all, you have all this ambition and drive and all this other stuff. You can go do other things. And there's one part where she really wants to buy a house. And her dad's there. Dad's a drunkard, loser, bastard, you know, the whole nine. And he's like, what? You want to buy a house? You think you can buy a house? Right? And I'm watching it. And I'm like, man, like just thinking, you know, forget the show and everything. Just like about if this is like a thousand percent real. Because this has to be happening somewhere in this world. At this point in time, this woman is 19. I promise you that's not the first time that she's shared a dream of hers of being able to provide a house for her family and then somebody else shot her down, right? So imagine a little kid. Think about a little baby that you happen to know or a little toddler, right? What if every day for the first 15, 16, 17 years, they walked out to see you in the morning and all you did was degrade them? You're ugly. You're not, you're not even smart. Why are you going to school? Right? You're telling them these things. And the things that we say have an effect on people's emotions. Today, I went swimming. For the first time in over 10 years, I swam laps in a pool. It was fucking awesome. I got out of the pool. I grabbed my stuff. And on my way out, the lifeguard said, hey, man. And I, I looked. I said, hey, bro, thanks for you know being here. I appreciate you. He goes, you're a really good swimmer. I was like, thank you. I appreciate that. Made my day. He doesn't know how long I've swam. He doesn't know my past or anything like that. But he took the time to be like, yo, good job on something, right? Made me feel good. At the same time, I've had a couple conversations today that didn't were not kind. And how did that make you feel, right? So go back to that little kid example. Every single day, just degrade them, degrade them, degrade them, degrade them, degrade them. When they have the opportunity to go do something, what's the first thing that pops into their head? Well, you know, I've been told this my whole life. I'm not good enough. I can't do it right? That little kid, what if that's you? And what if the person that's been degrading it is the way that you speak to yourself? The way that you tell yourself that you can't go fucking do things, right? Because somebody else told you, right? And so it's this way of like, we're so conscious of how we speak to children, but we're not realizing that we're just giant children that have been around a little longer, but the way that we speak to ourselves still affects ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying stand up and do a shit ton of affirmations every morning. And, you know, while I think that there's benefits to that, I, I'm not somebody that believes that's the end all be all. What I'm saying is that in those moments where shit's really, 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 really fucking hard and you're really fucking scared. What if instead of saying like, oh, I've never been able to do this. Like, what if it works out? Like, what if I, I, I can do this? I may not be able to do it well yet. What if we change that narrative in our head? What type of confidence does that give you? Like if you think those thoughts, you feel your energy kind of change. You feel yourself sit up more in your seat, right? You stand with your spine straight because you're proud of something, you know? And so it's those little things that I think tend to get blown up on social media as being like, oh, if you say I'm I'm six feet tall a hundred times every single morning for three years. You'll be six feet tall. Like, no, like I, I'm sorry. I believe me. I would 
1000% do that if that was the case. Mm-mm. But, you know, it's just not. But, like, th- there's small incremental changes that can happen, you know? Like, the same way I could bring you down in three words if I wanted to. I could also build you up in three words. And it takes what no. What would you say to take me down in three words? What are those three words? What an are example. those three words? You are. Get, get real. Chubby. Not anymore, man. I'm no. confident in my He's body. He's pretty good. Now. He's pretty good now. Uh, now. I, I don't know, but, I, but my I've point is, good. my point is that, like, you know, like I, I could say something that could either a bring you down or build you up. Yeah. Though you, ha- we each have those options, but we tend to be more careful with yeah, others. I could tear than you ourselves. down if I wanted to. So. I know you could. What would you say, Matt? You suck at Elden Ring. That you did hurt. nothing but cheat your way up. I feel Ooh. like that's more projection because you gave up. I gave up because I didn't want to play it anymore. Well, be- it, it, because. Because I gave up. Because Cause I you couldn't suck. beat the second boss. Yeah. Because you suck. I do suck. Yeah. But I'm okay with see, it. See, and then I, when I would die on Dalton's boss, he'd be like, see, you don't even remember what it's really like to play. You know, honestly, it kind of stung a little bit because he was, <laughs> wasn't really wrong. <laughs> but my build is completely different than yours. My build's terrible. I got to fucking, if I'm going to ever do it, I got to re- re- do a character. But yeah, I think, I think the main reason people are like against that like they think words are woo woo or whatever is when people give tangible energy to words i think that's where people can get disconnected a little more thousand percent and uh and yes when you're trying in that i think the main the key point of that example of like saying a thousand times i'm six feet i'm six feet is going against just like pure science yeah. uh thinking that words have a power against science rather than seeing its benefits as a perspective uh mm-hmm. as a perspective you know change or seeing it all as psychological which i think is where all of the power comes from yeah absolutely i but, think my my favorite part i don't know if we're gonna talk about it next but i just it's always in my head recently uh it's the uh what emotion drives you because mm. i've always tried to be a person where my i don't really try to give off i don't really try to let emotion drive what i do but i've I've had to practice that at work and stuff so i kind of do that naturally now and um i always try to stay mindful and just look at every side and don't really try to you know put a label on things and i never really thought about it but when i I was talking to matthew i was like what drives me at work because like I, i like to think that i'm pretty good at what i do and that i'm passionate about it and I'm like, what? what is it that has changed my work style? Not just with my words, but like, what is it that, what emotion is that? And I was telling him, I was like, he helped me figure it out. Because I was telling him, I was like, I always have adrenaline. I'm like, when like work is full of adrenaline, there's things you don't know is going to happen. Every five seconds is different. You know, everything's always changing. So what is that thing that is pushing me to always be ready, be at my top game the whole day? And I was like, if adrenaline comes from that, you know, it could come from a base of fear of having to, you know, protect, having to, you know, teach and do all these things. And it's like that fear is what drives me. And then as I look back more and more in the past and things I've thrived in and things I've enjoyed, it's all based on being thrown in the fire and figuring that shit out. It's all based on fear. And so I was like, well, it's it's not the best thing, but it definitely is something to be able to notice and be able to use to my advantage is fear. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I think when he's talking about this at one point, he talks about he would essentially, he didn't say self-sabotage. I think he just doesn't, wouldn't use a phrase like that. But essentially, he 
was very comfortable in chaos because at a young age that was all he was around that's what it was yeah right and so then when there was no chaos and everything was good he would somehow find a way to create chaos which seems to match what you were saying earlier about you know being in turmoil i mean you filtered it through god but like yeah same thing and and same thing with me like like there was a point in my life where like every single day was some other fiasco and i remember telling somebody like i got very comfortable with shit falling apart mm-hmm. very comfortable yeah like so much so that when everything was right i'm like w- looking for the next thing to fall apart see but you do know? you think that's because that was the environment you were used to or because you're someone that is so that functions so much on solving problems that you just needed problems to be there so you could solve if there was no problem to solve then you just felt stagnant and like you weren't doing anything i think i became that person because of the environment that i was exposed to for so long okay like there was always a problem so i just was like okay it's easier for me to just expect shit to go wrong that way i'm not sad or surprised when it does happen if i expect and it's probably a a coping or a protection mechanism for myself where it's like if i'm constantly on guard and i'm constantly expecting everything to go wrong then when it does i'll be i'll be yeah well yeah well obviously i'm right you know what i mean and so but then when you get exposed to that and you start to think that for so long i mean you find what you look for right when you're when you're getting ready to buy a new car and you find the car that you want you start to see that shit everywhere, don't you? Why? Because what we're looking for, what's what we're consciously what we're conscious of is what we find. So even if there's a problem that may not necessarily be yours, you'll find it. And for me it was find that problem and then go fix it. I've been involved in some things that I should not have been involved in that had nothing to do with me. But because it was the nearest problem, I was like, Oh, I can help solve this. You know? And so looking back on it now, I'm like, Oh, I this guy's when he's going back to, you know, him verbalizing things that I've felt but never like articulated or had somebody be like, Oh yeah, I do that. Yeah. That was one of them. He's like, Oh yeah, I because I was comfortable in chaos. So then I would cause chaos when there was nothing there. I'm like, oh that that was me. That was me for a long time. And there's that's probably still me into some degree today. But like I thank you. Like I'm not alone, you know? And at least you recognize. That's yeah. that's the first step in everything. You know what's so wild too? Especially coming off the last deep dive. It's just like, it's so weird to hear that, that specific perspective, because that's what I feel like we get from music. Yes. It's just, you listen to the song and you hear that perspective and you're like, that's me right now. That's me and someone else is out there. I'm not alone. And so it's it's really interesting to hear you get that from speakers. Yeah. When I listened to that episode, I was like, man, I I think I enjoy music, but I don't love music like these fuckers. (laughs) Yeah. It's different for everybody. Uh, my favorite thing, my favorite thing from that part, and I'm saying this because I do have things I want to talk about okay. that really I was just like, okay, um, was I didn't seem like it was part of a big thing. It was like kind of a quick thing he said. He was like, "There's two things that people lack most of the time." He's like, "You know, they all everyone always says that people lack vision and they lack vision." He's like, "Yeah, that's fine. People lack vision. The other thing that they lack more of the time is depth perception." When they get those visions, Uh he's like, because you see it and it looks farther away than it actually is. And that's what stops you. I was like, damn, that was clever. Mm -hmm. That was very super clever. It's so true. It just, it's hard. You just, the way he worded it was got me too, though. I remember it was just, it was such like a good, like 
it was like, you know, the way comedians do their observational comedy. It's a new look on a, you know, on a familiar thing. And that's exactly what it was. I was like, damn, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. No, that one got me fired up too. Cause like, you know, being in sales, I'm like, man, like I'm, I'm one account away. I'm one decision, one conversation, one person. And it could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be by person you meet. Don't know. You know, exactly. And it's like, like that whole depth perception idea of your dreams are closer or so much closer than you realize because we tend to make these drastic assumptions about how long something's going to take, you know? And then when I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, it's funny. Whenever I listen to somebody who has done something that, you know, successful, something that they're proud of, they always say that they're like, man, shit picked up really quick. I still feel like I'm that person that was in that apartment so many years ago, but it happened quick. But I think because they say that they're like, oh, it happened so many years ago. And there is a time component that they tend to give we see it on the outside and we're like, oh, it, it took them four years to build that or it took them 10 years. But when you're in it, time flies. Like it, it goes by so fast and it, you don't realize it, you know? And so I think that whole depth perception concept for me was fucking, it, it, that got me going. Yeah, that's a good one. Just I just think even just the simple thought of like, you see it, but it's such a big vision that you're only looking at the end. And you're not looking at the staircase in front of you to get there. I don't know. It was wild. But also, too, that's a perfect segue because Don was saying, and he says, he's like, it's one thought. It's one action. It's one question. It's one relationship. It's one technique from my book that could get you there. And I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> I know. dude. We're 30 <laughs> minutes into this. And he's still plugged. I mean... At some point, I was like, this is why he's got millions of dollars. This is why, yeah. because he's just unapologetic in himself and what he's doing and what he's pushing. And like, that's going to speak to a certain amount of people. But that's where I was like, I feel like people just, especially with that hardcore plug in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. That's where people, hard. after people would instantly just disconnect and be like, this guy's just about himself. I'm well, out of here. For, for me personally, I listen to a lot of these, so I'm just kind of immune to that. I just oh. I skip them, right? So I think I've just been exposed to it enough. Like uh, I really like a podcast called Secrets of My Success. Uh, it's a motivational speaker, um, the hip hop preacher, E.T. Thomas. Uh, but they do a lot. They, Organifi is in every episode like 12 times. Like it's just, it's a lot. So I'm just kind of immune to it. Um, I did, I did laugh though. Cause he was like, look, I don't need your money. I don't need this. I, don't need I, that. I heard you say that too. And You're then like he's the like, best people help for no money. Cause uh, they're already there. But then he's like, he's like, but buy my book and do this. And I, I listened to enough of his stuff to like fully believe that he genuinely just wants you to have the book, you know? Yeah. Is there, but he could have released it for free if he, he really could have. Yes. 1000%. Really you know, uh, there's, there's uh, an argument that if you're if you get something for free you're less likely to use it than if you put money down oh just for the the sunk fall sunk cost fallacy yeah but also too like i mean the guy everyone needs to make money like he spent time writing a book like i i don't i think it's worth it but that's just me uh but yeah i mean i was i was laughing at that too and well, and business, he, man. he speaks as he speaks in you know book bullet points you know yeah how many times did he repeat himself especially with the first one outlast the temporary outlast the temporary Dude. outlast other thing i don't know if you guys hear it about six or seven minutes in it got a lot easier to listen to because i was like this is dane cook 
I'm listening did, to Dane yes, Cook right now. Yes, he did sound like Dane Cook. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. I, I didn't notice. Yeah, if you I thought go about back that. and listen to it again, okay. he sounds like Dane Cook. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially with the repeating himself. And just his aggressiveness in his tone. And it, the aggressiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Dane Cook is very aggressive. His whole B and E story, that's my favorite like God, joke I fucking of his. love him. He's so funny. Yeah, it's, it's such a prime era, like two thousand like six, seven, yeah. eight. That was know? a time. That was really a time. That was Fuck a time. you comedy was, uh-huh. was out there, man. It was just None oh. of that would fucking fly right now. No. <laughs> that's why people are getting tackled now. Yeah. But yeah, that and then he's like talking about it. It's just like it's so hyperbolized. But it was like I was like, this is just it's what gets people the people that are gonna buy it. This is what's getting to them. Oh, yeah. And he was like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I wrote this book and I, I, uh, I don't think it's ever been, bef- been done before. I don't think it's ever been done before. But like I wrote a book that not only has philosophies, but like has steps to take with it. And you can read about it and then do it right away. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of a lot of books. But yeah. he was just like posing it as this. It was just, I was like this, that's where I talk about like points of disconnect where it was like every time it re, it made its way back to his courses or his books or something. I was like, people could be like, all right, well, you're just in it for yourself at this point, even though he does say, I don't need, I your, don't need money. your money. Um, yeah. But, but also like for me, I, I, I bought the book yeah. like as soon as I was done listening to the episode, but honestly I bought it for that episode. Mm-hmm. Like that's how much value that it brought me just yeah. personally that I was like, you know what? I will pre-order this $25 book and there's a couple people that he talks about a seminar that he's hosting that if you, you pre-order the book, you can if be you a get part the of. book. Yeah. You go for free. And after he listed some names, I was like, fuck yeah. I, I, I just, I want to, to think about, I, I want to hear what they have to say. And also too, I've been very convicted recently of like, I'm somebody that, you know, talks about, you know, being, you know, driven and working on myself all the time. But like, I don't feel like my, financials have been reflecting that granted move out bills everything right but i was like okay i can give a little more effort and this is one thing where i was like okay i can afford this the book is not that expensive at all and i get this out of it okay this is that that first way of showing you know my intentions through my monetary use you know which i think is something that we tend to overlook a lot it's very important do you feel that do you feel the effects of the sunk cost uh fallacy or not fallacy but just the idea of that um yes Where it's I, like I, if the more the more time you commit the more money you commit to something i didn't know this had a name but yes completely it's like when you own something it's yours you want to keep it nice and safe and clean and but it's not even like you'll use it money based i would say that pertains to how you guys don't understand when i'm reading a book and i'm like i'm halfway through the book yeah i need to finish this book now because i already started it but so it's like it, it doesn't seem like it works for you on a time basis as much as you guys as like a money basis. Yeah, it's just not how my brain works. I can't read a book. Time isn't as important to you as money is. That's completely no, that's false. But. I I, th- I think in this context, I was like that for a long time. But I think as my time has become more valuable um, and I'm getting less of it, I'm now more like, nope, I've made my way over here. I'm going to do whatever it is that I'm here to do because I could have been doing a thousand other things that would have been a better use of my time of if I didn't have to come to X, Y, Z or whatever. This oh, I would think is. it would be the opposite for you. What do you mean? Because you would be like, if you got far enough in and then realized that it wasn't worth it, but you're only halfway done, you'd be like, I don't have the time to expend 
when I know the rest of this is not going to do anything for me because I have so little time, I'm just going to stop there and go do this other thing. Yeah. I, Start I think something in, new. in my example, I think I assumed that it was an event that wasn't going to produce a monetary reward at the very moment, but it's a longer play oh, okay. down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's kind of more of like, you know, no, 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 I'm here. I'm going to do this for the, the long haul as opposed to the, you know, immediate satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, great episode. Um, that was what really was a great episode. If you send other things to us, we will listen to it. Just tell us to skip the first five minutes. The, and the, the content was great. Yeah. yeah. The packaging was here and there, but the content inside was, was truly fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think if more people took time to listen to it, Natalie, he would see a lot more in it. <laughs> um, but, but no, and that's, that's the biggest thing is like, I, I listened to a lot of these and it wasn't until recently I felt convicted for not sharing because it was kind of like, I have a general idea, like my inner circle, I have a general idea of what's going on in everybody's life. But like, I, I, I know you two very well, but like nobody ever really knows somebody. Yeah. There's a version of you that I don't know. There's a version of me that you guys don't know. So I felt selfish for not sharing that because what if it's exactly what you need to turn the corner? What if that he's able to put it instead of going from ABC like everybody else is doing, whether that's you know the people that you're talking to on a daily basis, the your mentor, your mom, your dad, they're all packaging it ABC. They're presenting it in this way, but you really need to hear it for whatever reason in the way of BAC. And when it's like that, it clicks. And then it, all of a sudden you're able to have a breakthrough. Like I had this like come to Jesus moment where I'm like, I have all these things that I like, there's no way this can be detrimental. I don't want to say no way. It's unlikely to be detrimental in somebody's life. Right. But I'm not sharing it because of, of what I'm afraid of what essentially happened in the first like two weeks. Like I send it nobody fucking listens to it. And you know, that's okay. Like, should I be embarrassed of that? Like that was kind of like the, the turmoil that I was going through. But at the end of the day, I, I just, I just had to decide, like, you all know me, you know, I, I 99.999% of the time come from a place of love and like this helped me let it help you. I think the transition from insurance Matt to friend Matt needs to be a, a, a little better, but I really do think that there's so much value in this that even if it's not something that you can get through, like I had a lot of people tell me that I just not my thing. Cool. I, I, I get it. Thank you for taking the time to actually hit play and listen, you know, but if there's that one nugget that can possibly be that packaging or the delivery on the time of the day, cause the wind's blowing Southwest and there's a dog barking in the background and you just had Chick-fil-A, you're feeling good and it hits and it has this whole revelation for you. Like I, how do I not want to share that with people? You know what I mean? Yeah. Give an I'm opportunity. Su- I'm surprised it, I'm surprised it didn't come to you earlier because that's kind of how I feel we approach this podcast with, why we release it every week, and even farther back, why we put out the songs that we wrote and the songs that we recorded. Mm-hmm. You know, I specifically remember having these conversations of like, yeah, people may not like these songs, people may never hear it, or a lot of people may never hear it, but like, if one person listens to the song and is like, that's I feel that I, yeah. I can relate to that. Then that's you know then we then we put it out for them. Yeah, that's I, that's funny because I never even thought about those two things like together. You know, it's cool how we can all connect in a different way 
but we all still say share the same beliefs you know yeah i always like that about us but if you haven't listened to it yet go listen to ed my success requires no apologies failure permits no alibis it will be the title of this episode as well so we're mooching off of his listeners so good get the book but uh yeah get the book let me know if you enjoy it send us an email text me call me don't call me just text me um but yeah all right you made it this far into the podcast thank you so much for your time we really do appreciate it go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and a review and i hope that you guys got a little nice nugget of wisdom. I hope, you know what? I actually think this was really good because the people that you sent it to, that got back to you, mm-hmm. were like, eh, it wasn't my thing, or eh, I couldn't listen to it, and blah, blah, blah. They will still get the content of that episode now in hopefully a more accessible and palatable, <laughs> you know, packaging through the three of us. And we got no ads, so. No ads. <laughs> What's up? But go give it a listen if you haven't over this piqued your interest. Um, leave us a five-star rating review wherever you are listening to this. And until next week, everyone stay safe, stay healthy. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.